Hey, when we started this podcast on January 5th, 2020, never thought that we would have the acclaim that we have and touch the lives that we have. It has been such a blessing. And we could not have the achievements or couldn't even stay on the air without you. I want to thank you so much and ask you today to partner with us here on Moments of Grace. You can come in at any level. And when you do, I'll send you my latest book, Managing the Miracle. And I want to thank you in advance for being a partner of Moments of Grace. This is your host, Dr. Adrian Butler, and welcome to A Moment of Grace. It is a beautiful day in the neighborhood. I, as we look at what we went through and the year of COVID, you know, 2020, we, we really expected to, to have new vision. We expect to have some new things go on. And, and I guess that's exactly what happened. We had uh, more chaos. We had more things to worry about us. Unfortunately, we had more loss jobs and more loss of loved ones here in America. But, you know, um, I, I kind of live by the optimistic rule that if the glass is half full, get some more water, that we still have to be in a position and in a place in our lives where we still have to be positive. And one of the things that's very positive to me is, you know, uh, as a man of faith, uh, I'm told to be content in all things and that laughter is a good medicine. In fact, laughter is a great medicine. And so, Sometimes, and, and I'm just talking about myself right now. Uh, when I got out of the military, I found something out about myself. Uh, one thing was I took myself entirely too serious um, because being a soldier to me and being a father and being a man in America and all of that was serious things. So I, I didn't find a lot of joy in my life. Uh, what I'm so thankful about is I found people in my life that would not let me to take myself too serious. You know, that's what your family does. They don't let you take yourself too serious because, you know, they, they remember when, um, you know, when you didn't have shoes on, when you had to have your little honey part changed. And so they know all the embarrassing stuff about you before you became, you know, a professional uh, entrepreneur and a professor and, you know, college and all this other stuff. So, uh, People in your life will not let you take yourself too serious. And we need to laugh. My guest today has made an industry out of, out of laughter, uh, interviewing people who helped to make us laugh, to hit our funny bone. And he is a, uh, an entrepreneur. He also a, a podcaster. He's also have a, a website pioneer and, uh, Jeff Dorskin. Uh, Jeff, welcome. And I'm sure I messed up your name, Jeff. So <laughs> if you will, come on, Jeff, and talk with us it's, here at Moments of Grace. It's so welcome. good. To, yeah, it's so good. Don't worry about my name. Don't worry about my oh, name. Oh, no, I yeah, got to. Be, was, I always it's, say this, Jeff. I always say this because I truly believe that someone loved you enough to give you that name. Your name is Power. And so if you don't, if I mess it up, it's not on purpose. So you help us out and please give us your, your corrective name, Jeff. Oh, I was going to, yeah, I was going to correct you. But like, okay. I mean, what I'm saying is you were so close. You were so close. Uh, Dwaskin. But here's the funny thing. Here's the funny thing about my name. Like, so I agree with you, especially as a comedian. My name is really all I got. You know what I mean? When you're on a poster and I, I mean all that, it's like your picture and your name. And there was, I was 
playing this one club and, and um, somebody goes, Jeff, I think somebody's using your picture because they spelled my name so wrong. It wasn't even my name. It wasn't even like Dwaskin. It was right. It was a completely different last name. And they're like, they were convinced someone was just using my picture. Like, that's how gotcha. bad it was. Gotcha. Well, but we're so happy to have you here yeah. with us, Jeff. Well, it's it's great to be here, Doctor. It's great to be here. <clears throat> well, now you have, um, now I've, I've listened to your show and, and you have a great show. I, I love your um, your radio presence or, or what do they say these days? You know, we're, uh, you know, we're probably close to, I'm maybe a little bit older than you, maybe a lot older than you, but uh, you have such a radio presence. I'm going to say it like that. Um, and, and with your show and everything. So I've known you, I've, I've had an opportunity to listen to your show and enjoy your show, but share with uh, everybody a little bit about yourself, who you are, introduce yourself if you don't mind, Jeff. Yeah, absolutely. I, you know, I'm, I'm a recovering introvert and I was always, I was kind of funny, but like quiet on the side, funny. And then one day I, you know, somebody, kind of gave me the confidence you know so there's always like that moment in your life where somebody kind of opens that door for you and, and you can become a better version of you right and and so you know with in the comedy thread somebody can you know convinced me to take this comedy writing class and I did and then you know for 18 years it became such a, an important part of my life and getting in I, I went from the guy that could barely call someone on the phone to performing in front of you know hundreds sometimes thousands of people to, wow. you know, at the same time and so that was that was it was so exciting and like and like you said the power of laughter it's so intoxicating this is why most most people don't never quit comedy but you know it's so intoxicating to be up there and to make strangers laugh and i say strangers on purpose because there is it's a lot different um, joy in making somebody you don't know laugh than someone you do laugh exactly. than you do. There's it's a different it's a different joy. It's right. laughing with friends. There's nothing better than that, and reminiscing as well. But there's there's also something of giving that to a stranger and someone that you never met, and this is what you leave them with. It's a special thing. It's a special thing. Totally agree. My wife is <clears throat> this lady never has a bad day. Even when she's sick, she finds something to laugh about. In fact, one of our, we pray every day in our, in our, with our family. But one of the things that we always end with, with she and I, is that uh, laughter, love, and joy is our currency between one another. In other words, that's what we owe each other every day. So, so we're laughing every day, laughing at ourselves, picking at each other. And, you know, like I said, laughter, it, it's, it's good medicine. It, 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 it just... The, the, for me, the switch between, you know, mean old drill sergeant Butler, <laughs> you know, to, to the guy I am now where I don't take too much serious, you know, uh, unless, and I always tell people, I don't let anything touch my joy, uh, unless it's something serious with my family that's going on, that's an emergency, usually, you know, pretty, pretty laid back, you know, pretty laid back. For you, Jeff, what you know, you, you talked about being a, a serial uh, introvert, but what was what happened for that switch to go off for, for you from 
uh, being that introvert to standing in front of those thousands of people. You know, what was, I call it a, you know, I, uh, my, my, my doctoral thesis was about the alpha fracture. And it says something with some event in our life really has us to change to become a, a another person or another level of ourselves. So what happened for you? What was the, the switch for you that went off uh, to make you the serial inter introvert to this comedian? Well, it's interesting because I think the, the switch happened long before I fully executed on it. I remember distinctly being in high school and we had to do a report. And I remember, you know, in front of the class where you, you do you write your report and you get in front of the class and, um, you know, by yourself and you present. And I remember that always petrified me. It was always um, like the worst thing in the world. Right. And, you know, it was always, I, was, I don't think I confidence in the things that I wrote and I don't think I had confidence just being in front of people because I wasn't I wasn't cool or anything like that and I remember like I just remember one day we had to do a description speech I think it was on brushing your teeth it was well, my okay. dad was a dentist okay. my dad was a my dad was a dentist so it was okay. like you know, I had the props the big teeth big toothbrush yeah. gotcha and I remember like just something kind of clicked in my brain and I just walked in front of the class and just gave the speech I didn't use my notes. I just did it. I just, I went with what I remembered and knew. And it is basically not improvised it, but um, freestyled it, you know? And so I just, but I, 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 you know, that was, that was high school. So, I mean, that was, you know, decades ago. So, but I remember that moment and I remember that's what kind of released my brain. At least it wasn't until like later. In Let life, me ask you a question I, though, Jeff, how, how was it received? You know, here you are with these big teeth and 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 everything. You're I, I, don't this... okay. I don't remember. Okay, okay. But the, I remember two things from high school. I okay. Remember, I remember being um, one thing. I took this. They had a TV studio at my high school, and I remember okay. taking the audiovisual class, um, the TV class, my senior year. I always regret now after taking it that I didn't take it years prior because I could have been part of the show and and a writer and stuff like that. And just to kind of show you how I was understood in high school by my peers, um, you, I would be doing this newscast that I wrote, right? Okay. So it was basically a comedy routine. The teacher would walk in from the back room, you know, the whatever control room, into the room of all the students watching me. The room is dead silent, except for me okay. uh, talking. He would walk in rolling, like laughing. Like really? Okay. Like, and, I, and like, because he, he got what I was doing. Gotcha. Nobody else did. I don't gotcha. even know if they were Leo's high school. They, you know, I mean, I'm listening. But the, um, but it was like one of those things where I was just like, oh, wait, maybe I can, maybe I do have something here. You know, it's like, cause you, 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 you kind of judge yourself based on the reactions of certain people. And sometimes right. those people just aren't in tune to you and you can't really use, you know, you use the wrong sonity boards, I think too much in life. Uh, to judge yourself and to, and to guide what you should be doing. Right. So I always, I always like, I always regretted not taking that earlier because I think him recognizing I was something I could have, I think I could have honed that skill. I think I, I, I always think like, I wonder if my whole life would be different. Like if I got, I would gone into TV writing, all that kind of stuff. And so, but it was good. It was, it was also one of the first times I wrote comedy, you know, so okay. or humorous things and, and then later, I remember being at a camp. So let me ask you another question, because okay. as like I yeah. say, I want to have a discussion with challenges. as well. Oh, sorry, yeah. yeah, no problem. Uh, so <laughs> you, you got me, you got me uh, uh, 
remembering things. I got right. you good. Well, that's a good thing. So, so now because because something something you said is highlighted to me, and I don't know if it if it was a reaction to you as well, or it could be something different. The the comedy that you wrote, um, your um, teacher got it. Uh, how is it received with your peers? Because again, you know, there's there's different levels of, of comedy. There's a you know kind of dry humor, an intellectual. You know, I, I I love like the Monty Python stuff. My wife and, and other people around me look at me like I'm crazy when I'm <laughs> when I'm watching some of some of the British comedy. I love it. You know, um, so it, it, it so did did your peers get the humor, or was it more the adults or, or was it uh, uh, the collective the collective listening or, or what no the uh, my peers were silent the gotcha. um <laughs> now if you had had fart humor they would have been fine probably <laughs> you know right. something like right. that but I mean maybe that you know maybe you remember what you want to remember too maybe right. maybe the teacher was just uh, placating but, but whatever it was it gave me the confidence later <laughs> got you so. got you got you at you and so you went on from from high school with that what, what was the what was the next um what was the next advent for you that, well, it was that always let like, jeff it was know that he that this could work for him it was talent shows it was always okay. like talent shows i remember like um it was talent shows where though i wasn't supposed to it was i was only supposed to be like the side show you know what okay I mean? so like in my senior year i did this bit and I was, you know, the I wasn't supposed to win. I was just supposed to, enter, you know, be something funny for the talent right. show. I think it was a combination of me overexcelling and the other acts underselling, underperforming. Just, okay, you. <laughs> you know, but that sometimes is the way it works. You know what I mean? Right, right. And so I won. I won the talent show. Wow. And and, and, and you that, were supposed to be more, more or less like a like a gag. Uh, yeah, talent more so to, yeah, than would, yeah more so than the actual talent yeah exactly gotcha, you know gotcha. there were bands and all that kind right. of stuff and and so you know i remember then it's i was working a summer camp and i did people always ask me you know who my old, uh, early influences were i say yeah. like oh 80s dennis miller and one of my first mm. things was I, I again a talent show and i wrote an entire skit where i was the dennis miller so it was like another news thing, gotcha. and I wrote for other care the other other people too, and you know so that was that was cool. And then, you know, I think we did one in college too. And then at, when I was in uh, when I was working, you know, my my peers had you know pushed me to take this comedy class at okay. Mark Ridley's, which I knew existed because. When I had my, I had a web development company that I'd started in the late '90s, and that was happened to be one of the websites that we built. So I knew they had this comedy writing class, okay. and the class ended with a seven-minute stage presentation. You know, as part of a big show. So that was that was how I got started, and that was you know, I never never kind of stopped. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, Jeff, I want us to take a uh, a small break. And when we come back, I want us to continue our discussion because you you've done some some you got some great things going on right now, but you know every um, every great pool of success uh, started you know in 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 the shower of of trials and things of that nature. So 
uh, when we come back, we want to talk about, you know, your, your podcast and some other things that you're doing, some of your stand up. And um, I'm going to ask you to, to get one joke together for me. I'm going to challenge you, you know, <laughs> get a joke together for me. I'm going to see if my audience is, is, has a funny bone anywhere. But uh, when we come back, we're going to have that discussion, if that's okay. Yes, I haven't done a joke in nine months. Oh, my goodness. Well, it's time. You, you, you have to go pre-corona, but we expect you to have something ready, okay? This is Joe's Dr. Adrian Butler. We're talking with Jeff and and he has a, a wonderful podcast um also has done stand-up comedy has done some great things we're not going to put him on on the spot uh to ask him to do a joke i really want to but we're not going to do that to him uh after nine months uh we want to make sure that we don't embarrass anybody here on our show but we want to make sure that we <laughs> are here to encourage and uplift people but we'll be right back this is your host dr ray drone butler and you're listening to the moments of grace we'll be right back after these messages There's not much you can do with 99 cent any longer. One thing you can do is supporting this podcast by subscribing to Moments of Grace. You can come in at any level from, yeah, from 99 cent all the way up to $10 a month. We would love to have you as a, a partner with us. Again, 99 cent or $10, you can come in at those levels. So we look forward to having you as a subscribed member of Moments of Grace. And remember, keep the light on. And we're back. This is your host, Dr. Adrian Butler, and we are talking with Jeff. Jeff has a podcast and he is a stand-up comedian. Um, before we get started, I do want to say here in 2021, we have several people. Our broadcast started back in January 5th, uh, 2020, uh, in the year of COVID. And uh, we have several people that have been with us and have sponsored us over a year. And I want to really give them a shout out here in 2021. They have stayed with us. They're in, always encouraging. Um, we don't take it lightly what they what they give to uh, support the show. But Miss Sonia Thomas, um, Nadine Barber, Joanne Griffin, um, Patricia and uh, Drayton. Uh, Gloria Wesby, Websby, Lois Edwards, uh, Samir Sharp, Carol, Pierre, and also Yolanda Smalley. Um, all of these people have been with us for the duration of the, the show. Very small group. We have some others that have come along in the last several months, but they were the ones that our first uh, few months have been stalwart with us, and we just want to recognize them and tell them thank you so much for their support. Hopefully, if you are one of our newer supporters, maybe next year we'll uh, give you a shout out as well. We want to encourage you to continue to give that we might continue to spread uh, the love and the beauty of Moments of Grace around the world. And so again, we are back with Jeff. Jeff, welcome back to Moments of Grace. Good to be back. Good, good, to be to, back. <laughs> good to have you. After trying to put you on the spot after nine months of having you tell us a joke, but you, you were sharing with us, you know, you uh, serial, um, you know, serial introvert, and now you're uh, 
you're doing stand-up, you're doing comedy and all, and um, you had built this website, took this class. So, so um, let's pick it up from there. You know, after you after you took this class, what made you think that this might be a profession? You know, comedy might be a profession. You know, as a as a so-called uh, orator myself, you know, I'm, I'm a, um, a minister, so I'm, I've spoken all over the world and we've done things and, you know, some third world countries, that's kind of kind of part of what comes, comes with the, with the um, I guess you would say with the career. Um, but, but what made you think that this could be, um, after taking that class, could be something that was sustainable for you? Well, you know, I never was thinking necessarily sustainable. I started a little later in life and I had a job <laughs> and uh, and comedy doesn't pay as well as a job. And, as a website <laughs> you build, right? <laughs> right. And gotcha. so, you know, I, I always kind of looked at that as sort of a, a positive though, because I, gotcha. when, you know, in the beginning you don't get paid, you know, you're right. just you're doing the open mics and you're building writing material and building it up and and you know i always i always looked at it as like you know kind of atm money and what i mean by that is um you know oh i don't have to go to the atm this weekend and so uh you know that kind of thing you know because i was i was fortunate enough that i had a job and so when i was doing this i could just focus on just being a pure pure enjoyment pure what it is and you know the fact that i got paid was just kind of a bonus you know what i mean and you know, in the beginning, you know, you get paid, you know, 25 bucks to host, you know, this one open mic, and then you kind of work it up for a weekend, you know, that kind of stuff. So the money was always fun, because then you can call yourself officially a professional comedian. Right. But right. I was never, I, my problem with comedy was that since I was a business person, like I, I was a legit business person, whether, you know, the people that I worked with or the companies that I had myself that I started so I had this very certain you know way of, of thinking about how business should be and the, the world of comedy doesn't play for the same rules as like an employee at a company would have right so if, if like somebody got booked and then that club decided oh we're gonna close this weekend you don't get paid right, right. you know what I mean and so well that's not that's not that's not fair, right? Mm -hmm. I mean, you book my time. I did right. another job, and you know this, and, it, and so you know those those kind of things, I were kind of nerve wracking to me to put my my full life into. Full life into it. Right. And so, you know, I, I God bless the people that do. I'm not knocking. Yeah, there, there's a there's a ton of people out there. This is this is their livelihood, and and like you said, they you know go from place to place sometime not getting paid and and um you know fighting for the money and everything else you know you, you I'm, I'm with you jeff if you book my time you 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 owe me and uh but not everybody sees it that way especially in some some smaller markets yeah well you know it's 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 not even it's it's anything i mean it's 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 weird because there's no real contracts there's no right. real anything and look, kind of I a handshake have, I, and you, yeah, not I, even a handshake because some of it's over the phone <laughs> I mean, look, I didn't have it hard. Or right. I'm not trying to oversell it. Right, right, just, right. But like, but those, those. But no, were, that's for, that's a real thing, though. If if you, you know, book my time and you and, and and I've driven or whatever to get to you, just you know, by word of mouth, 
you should honor that. Yeah, it was it was it was a bunch of you know it was, it was that you know it was and some of those stories were me talking to headliners who had right. been screwed uh, you know out of stuff and not got paid and stuff like that and so it was like it always it always kind of made me nervous to put my my life into that my gotcha. family into that and you know plus yeah again again it was just it was starting later in life and then having kids it would it would have been it would just would have been hard I think and. Mm-hmm. But you know, but that that made like I were, I remember working at a club once. They're like, all right, you know, there's four shows and it's uh, let's say a hundred dollars a show, whatever. And you know, I get there and they don't do one of the shows. So he's like, here's three hundred dollars, and I'm like, well, you would actually book me for four. You, the, the deal was for four hundred. You said we were doing four shows. Like, and the reason that you're like, well, Jeff, that doesn't sound fair. You should, if you only did three. Well, but it was for the money. We just, it right. was happened to be for four. And here's the thing. If they had decided all of a sudden and oversold the tickets and decided to do an extra early show on Saturday, so five shows, they wouldn't have given me an extra hundred. Right. You know what I mean? Right. So it, it doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. You know, so it was like, it was like those, it was like little frustrations like that where, you know, not, 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 you know, few, few of the clubs, most of them are out of business now that you know, just didn't treat you well, you know, that kind of thing. And, it was like you know what i'm here i'm on time i'm early i'm doing my thing you know it's like you know, so it was just it was just frustrating to me on that level. i understand but, and then some of the well again I'm, I'm speaking from a motivational speaker and orator uh, uh, plays not a comedian but you know in some some venues that we've gone into you know we had to pay for our own expenses to get there and um so you know <laughs> Now to tell you a real quick funny story. Like I said, we're conversating, so this is my show, so we're gonna talk. Yeah, go. Yeah, go. I <laughs> but I know we'll forget. I had a I had an event up in um, Charlotte, North Carolina. Not Charlotte, Raleigh. Excuse me. This was that'd be twenty years ago. I've been doing this close to thirty years now, and um, I, I'm I'm asked to come to you know this venue, fifteen hundred people, and you know after I get through and and you know everybody is really really is really received very well um asked to come back now i lived in augusta georgia at the time jeff drove six seven hours hours to get to raleigh i don't have the best car you know uh out of the military at the time not that didn't have the best car and and i get there i think it's been 780 bucks for a hotel and they wrote me a check for 75 dollars <laughs> <laughs> And then had the audacity to ask me to come back. Now, um, let's turn that around. Um, a few months later, uh, almost in the same area, um, this organization had heard me, wanted me to come in and speak. And probably 50 people. This is a God's honest truth. Probably 50 people. Um, so I just know, I said, well, you know, I'm going you know, I'm going to be a blessing to these people. I know it's not going to be very much. They write me a check for $700. Oh. There's, you know, it's, there's a dichotomy in what our worth is to certain people. To uh, the organization that had the 1,500 people, um, what I brought was not worth anything to them um, because they expressed that. They didn't even ask if I wanted a meal after this or anything. These other people treated me like royalty. In fact, I even begged them to take some of the money back and they refused because they really received what I was giving. Um, and it's it's difficult when, I'm like you, I'm, I'm kind of a serial entrepreneur. Uh, you know, 
I've never been, never pastored totally or never been, you know, I've always written books. So I've always had something else going. So that was never just the one thing that I was doing. Um, but it is, it's, it's something when people don't, don't see the value in your talent, you know, enough to make sure that you've taken your time to, to give to us to give back. And I just want to interject that, like I said, Joe. No, it's great. You know, but that's that's sort of, I had a similar story where a feature came in the middle. I was the MC, the first guy, and then there's a feature, then the headliner. The feature came in from Chicago, let's say. Gotcha. And let's say I'm making 200 bucks. Right, right. He's making 250 or whatever. But it was the same thing, the same story you just told. By the time he's done paying for his hotel and yep. eating, yep. I'm making more money than him. <laughs> exactly. I've been exactly. doing comedy for 12 minutes and I'm making more money than the guy right. who's trying, you know, but they, they do it, you know, and like the bait is for exactly what you said. Cause you don't know who else is going to see you. Exactly. And exactly. you know, the worst though in comedy is they go, you got to do this show. There's going to mm. be people there. You're not going to believe it. It's going to open up opportunities. Nothing ever. Open. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, it's like predicting a national, a national right. disaster. No one's right. ever predicted a national disaster. Exactly. It's I like, you that. can't, nobody's going to do it. It's like, it's going to be that one thing where someone just happened to be there and it's because they missed their bus. Right. It has nothing to do with your <laughs> your thing that you did. You know, they walked in and get a coffee and they're like, Oh my God, what did I just find? Right. Right. So, well, out of the um, out of all the years that you've done this, um, you know, can you give us the the greatest joy that you may have had in front of a crowd, larger crowds, small crowds? Uh, have you been, you know, I, I, I've known some people love to be heckled. Um, you know, they they're 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 so sharp and so witty on their feet. They they just kill hecklers and you know ask you ask you questions while you're sitting in the audience and it's just just hilarious. So where where is your where is that Zen moment for Jeff? Where's where's that 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 zenith for you? It's a great question. I, w I will say like the heckler thing. I'm not. Um, it's like shooting fish in a barrel for a comic to go after a heckler. It's right. so, it's, I mean, like, you know, it'd be like someone challenging, he's like heckling you, like, you know, and challenging you know, some kind of uh, something about God or something. Right. Like gotcha. Like, gotcha. You're going gotcha. you know, gotcha. to, like, you're not going to win this. Right. And it's like, you know, and, uh, but, you know, I, it's funny, like, I think, I think some, I think the greatest joys I had, and I was, was when, you know, my, I would literally destroy an audience, um, do really, really well. And um, like my dad was there with his friends. I, I think like, which, you know, occasionally he would bring his group and it was like such a big deal. And uh, I think that was cool. Um, you know I mean? Just, just yeah. because, you know, that's for for him to be able to kind of see that. I thought, I thought that was nice. Yeah, I could see that. I could see that. As, as you're saying, my dad passed in 2017, and and the times I would come and speak at at his church, he really, he really, you know, um, had a proud moment. So yeah, I can I can understand that, my friend. I can understand that. Well, Jeff, you you know, we, we have really enjoyed talking with you. Uh, if you could tell the audience about your your podcast, some of the other things you have going on, and also what in the world is hashtag uh, roundup the roundup app explain okay. to us what that is so 
when I was starting to do comedy, I was kind of mostly posting on Facebook and, and a friend of mine said, he said, Jeff, you need to be on Twitter. Twitter's where everyone's at. If you want to get discovered, if you want people to see you, Twitter. Facebook is like this, you know, closed community. It's like your friends and, you know, your family, you know, it's like Twitter, it's an open world. You can go be funny there. And so I said, okay. So I said, <laughs> like, okay. And so I went on Twitter and I started getting obsessed with Twitter. And I noticed like these, um, these hashtag games or these hashtag prompts were there. Right. And like a hashtag prompt would be something like, um, you know, uh, hashtag, you know, it could be a sentence mm -hmm. completer, like something incredible is, or, you know, uh, marriage in four words, or, you know, I you got know, you. Yeah. Something like that. Something mm -hmm. like something where when you read it, you know how to respond to it. Right. Right. And I'm like, oh, this is fascinating. And I thought it was fascinating to me as a comedian too, because it was a good way to explain to people who didn't know what to write. Well, here's a way to write. These are like English prompts, you know, it's, you know, in a, in to give it a, like a high school twist to it. Right. And so I discovered they were a thing and people played it. And so then I got really into it and I kind of helped build this entire community called hashtag roundup. And so originally it started as like a schedule and, you know, where we run games like, um, you know, every day, almost every 60, 90 minutes, there's a brand new original hashtag that gets put out. Oh, and wow. sometimes they're like, you know, generic. And sometimes, mm -hmm. you know, if it's around New Year's, it might be around New Year's. If it's around Easter, it might be Easter. You know, sometimes they're themed and given the time of the year, whatever it is. And so the I built an app to support it. Okay. And it won because I have a, I came from a digital background. I, I developed one of the first web development companies wow. in Michigan. And, and so I, digital was kind of in my blood and I had never built an app. So I built the app. And when I say I built the app, I hired a programmer. I got you. But it was so, your idea. Yeah. And so, you know, so I, I created this app and it's, it's free. If anyone wants to check it out, hashtag roundup at hashtag roundup on Twitter, the app's free we'll on do the that. app store or Android as well, Google play. And so you can just play along. You have to have a Twitter account, you know, you just okay. play on Twitter, but um, you know, but it's just, it was great. I mean, we've trended, you know, hundreds of worldwide trends over 8,000 trends top 10 in the wow. US so it's like you know it's a very it's a very popular thing which is, so it's pretty cool so let and me so, ask you a question uh, side note here um, because you you mentioned are you from Michigan yes okay so um, this is a multiple choice question <laughs> all right um, state blue Ohio Anything but Ohio. I, I, it's hard for me to choose between state and, and U of M because my, my money is, goes to both of them. <laughs> okay. Well, I'm a, I've been a diehard, diehard uh, big blue fan my whole life. So when you said Michigan, I had to. Yeah. You know, daughter there, one in state. I got you. I got you. I, 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 uh, everyone in our family in, in that area has gone to, uh, gone to uh, University of Michigan. And, and my daughter, she's a, I have a 10 year old, she's a Clemson fan. And I told her, I don't, I don't pay for anything other than Michigan. So I don't know what you're going to do. <laughs> you know, you, you Out know, of state, that's a yeah, big deal. I don't care. I do not. I'm that diehard, my friend. I don't care. I don't care. <laughs> it's in state. You you can go anywhere else, especially if they've won uh, a couple of national championships. I am not paying. 
for that. But I'm, I'm just joking. I'm joking. Of course, she can go wherever she wants. So now, um, and, and we want to encourage everyone to check out um, the uh, hashtag Roundup. Also, Jeff's show. Jeff, um, tell us when your show is on. Tell us what your show is about and how people can get uh, in contact with you, any other uh, material you might have out there and all of that. Sure, sure. Uh, so my podcast is called The Jeff Duwaskin Show. And you joked about your, your, the way you said my name when we, we started. I, had, I started doing these uh, videos to promote myself. And they're like, oh, I didn't know that's how you pronounce your name, Duwaskin. And I'm like, that's not how you pronounce my name. And then like, and I go listen to the videos and like, I, when I get excited, I say my own name wrong. Okay. I got you. <laughs> oh, that, that just helps everybody out. Jeff. Yeah. That just helps everyone. <laughs> so it's Jeff Jawaskin, but here I made it easy for everyone. The website is also jeffisfunny.com. You can spell gotcha. all those words. Those are easy. <laughs> if they can't, they don't need to listen to your show. That's the reality. Right. My friend. Yeah. Right. So jeffisfunny.com. You can actually listen to all the episodes there and then you can also, you know, find it on Apple and, Amazon Music and all that to subscribe. But it's, what it is, is sort of a, I like to think of it as sort of a, a variety show of sorts. It's a little shtick from me. It's it's kind of pop culture, social trends, um, comedy, it's sort of like kind of a mix of all those things. I read tweets from, I find a hashtag from the hashtag Roundup Games it's, that relates to something in the show. And then I read off tweets that people did that on the show and so it's it's sort of like this whole kind of amalgam of uh all those things it's all the things i enjoy that's you know, it. i get to i get to talk to you know actors and comedians and and all these cool folks and so people who are passionate about a particular thing like the bgs or you know james bond you know or something like that so it's like it kind of hits on all my personal cylinders and then i and i hope uh i hope that you know people enjoy it and stuff too it's it's really interesting i really like to hear the stories that they have to tell and it's always interesting you know just to kind of you know hear some of the origin things and occasionally you can get something that maybe they haven't done on another podcast <laughs> right <clears throat> but it, yeah i think you know it's i think it's it's a it's a, it's uh rated uh the number one podcast in the world oh wow okay i made that, I made that up but okay. it's like that, but that's I mean, fine. But together it, we can. Mine's is too in my own mind. I'm a, <laughs> like like uh, what did uh, Clint Eastwood said? I'm a legend in my own mind. So, <laughs> so exactly. it's fine. Exactly. That's fine. But Jeff, it has been such a pleasure to have you here with us, and uh, we want to encourage everyone to uh, connect with his show. And uh, you've been such a such, such an elegant uh, guest, Jeff. I, I, my wife tells me I talk too much, and she'll get on me. She say, "Well, you talk more than than the guests." I say, "It's my show." And I'm going to interject. I want to have a conversation. I want to have an interview. And so thank you for having a conversation with me, Jeff, here on Moments of Grace. Oh, thank you for having me. I had a, I had a very good time. Thank you. Wonderful, wonderful. Dear hearts, as you, as you listen to Jeff and his story and how he has walked through um, the, the ultimate of having his own podcast um, and, and some of the uh, ins and out of comedy, I, I want you just to remember to, to laugh a little. Um, some of the uh, greats are gone, you know, the Richard Pryors, the Jackie Gleason's, the, uh, goodness, the Milton Burles, some of the greats are gone, but laughter was not consolidated to a group of people. 
learning how to laugh and us laughing is not consolidated to a certain generation. It's everybody's gift from other people to all of us. Jeff is one of those people. Some of the greats that we have right now uh, give us that gift every time they get on stage. So I want to tell you right now, find something to laugh about. Find that place in your life that brings you joy. You could have that little child that's four or five years old that sticks a straw in his nose and is trying to make you laugh. Instead of fussing, go on and get out a chuckle and let them know, because you never know, they may be the new Jeff when they come, when they come up uh, in life. With that said, remember to continue to laugh, continue to love life, love God. Keep the light on. We'll see you next time here on Moments of Grace. Take care. Thank you.